Hello, good evening, Aston Villa fans. Welcome to the Villa Forever podcast. I am your host, Chad Williams. First of all, before we get started, if you're a new member to the channel, please hit subscribe. Subscribing is completely free. It don't cost anything. And it really helped the channel grow. I'm getting very close to 700 subscribers now. So please show your support. Also, you can follow me on all audio platforms, wherever you get your podcast from, including Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. My amazing sister is stepping in tonight. She's my co-producer. And this evening, I'll join by my special guest, Luke Robinson, who is the host of the UTV podcast. Luke Robinson is producing fantastic content. Him and his team are doing a great job. The UTV podcast is one of my favourite Aston Villa podcasts. I'll be doing the pre-match talk show. Aston Villa versus Manchester United. Sunday, it's a 4.30pm kickoff at Villa Park. Aston Villa and Unai Emery need a reaction after the shocking FA Cup exit against Chelsea, which we will come to. Uh, the last time Aston Villa was against Manchester United at Villa Park, we won 3-1 in a memorable victory. I was lucky enough to be there, and it was one to remember for the fans. Hopefully on Sunday, there'll be a good outcome. I'm pleased to have you on the show again. How are you, Luke? Yeah, good. I mean, after that uh, introduction of my channel, uh, yeah, proper good. Thank you for your uh, kind words. Great to be on no your problem. channel for a, for a second time now. So, um, yeah, love it. You're doing some great stuff. So I think we've just been chatting as well. You're going to come on our channel as well. So uh, that'll be really good as well. And hopefully we can get some people that watch us to jump over and watch you as well. So yeah. thank you. Good to be here. You've got a regular listener on the show. I'll actually watch it most days, really. <laughs> I know you're probably one of, one of the many that do. So uh, thank thank you very much for that. Um, really appreciated. Well, before we get the shocking defeat uh, against Chelsea, we'll talk about a positive first, about a 5-0 victory against Sheffield United. So what's your assessment from that game? Um, very, very good. Um, we got the reaction that was required. The team performed really, really well. The goals were absolutely brilliant, playing some scintillating football. And it, like we're saying, it was just the reaction that we needed, really. And, it, you know, after a couple of poor-ish performances, it, it was much needed. Um, and... It felt like that was going to be the, the the catalyst to to keep us going now, but unfortunately, we lost in the week, which is, you know, really disappointing. Um, you know, I think I think the the most disappointing aspect of it, I probably would say, is that yeah. you know it's not it's not the loss, it's the way we played, and I think there's just a couple of performances that have just creaked in that are sort of just a little bit of a worry, but you know, we, we know we've got Unai and you know, this team bounced back really well. So hopefully bounce back on Sunday. I think what worries me the most, I think 
He's the murderer of the defeat. I don't think it's how we lost against Chelsea. Yeah, like yeah, like you're saying, it's 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 the manner of it, really. Um, I just think we we're looking at just a little bit too open. Um, I just think it needs to be reined in a little bit. We know Unai wants control; he wants to control games, and I think unfortunately for where we are as a team, although we're doing really really well, sitting fourth in the league, etc. You know. We're not the finished article yet. You know, we're far from it. And, you know, possibly in a year or two years' time, we're going to be even better than what we are now. And I think we've just got to just adapt a little bit. I think some teams have probably sussed us out a little bit. You know, that's not a negative. I think teams have sort of found a way of setting up against us. And, you know, it's it's not a bad thing to say, but we've just got to just got to react to it and we've just got to show that you know we we we, we just want it a little bit more and and we want to sort of sort of, we need to get on a bit of a run and start churning out some some victories consecutively now to 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 finish the season off but we beat man united we go 11 points clear of them and we 14 games to go after that i think that's you know them done, done and dusted with the top 4 really i think that's like you know four or five games plus our goal yeah. difference that they'd have to claw back on us out of 14 games so um big game i want to see us you know react and put in like a, a proper good performance and you know it kind of is a bit like a final really because it, it, it there's a lot right there's a lot riding on it because it, you know if we win we're 11 points clear of them if we lose it's five and you know i think if they're five points behind us, they'd probably close close the gap and, and get top four themselves. So, uh, big game. We can't afford to play like that. Because when it was at Villa Park, it, it was a fortress. So, so, I think we're going to be keep consistent. Yeah, I think that, that's the most important thing. You know, we, we've been... Really consistent, haven't we? We've been we've been that consistent yeah. that we we went unbeaten for over a yeah. year, and yeah, um, we just, just look at just a, just a little bit fragile now. Um, but I think yeah, we've got injuries, and and you know, how Torres coming back into this team is absolutely it's massive. Ooh, it's, 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 it, it's huge. So we've power back. That's going to be massive. Luca Dean's apparently going to be involved in the squad as well. So you know, with those two back, the back that's four looks. A lot stronger already, so um, yeah, just a bit more focus and and we'll we'll be all right. Because I think since Boxing Day, I think our performances they sort of dipped slightly. We're not as good as what we usually are. Yeah, but I think the I think the big thing about that is how Torres hasn't been there since that period of time. And as we can't say, like it's going to be a big loss. Yeah, I think Cods will be a blow, but I think the biggest one is he's getting power yeah. back. He, he he gets us ticking, he gets us moving, he plays those, you know, progressive passes. Even though Longley plays progressive passes, that the Pau Torres ones are like I you know, through the eye of a needle. They are yeah. that intricate and we're away then and, and, and that that's absolutely massive for Villa on, on transition as well. So Getting power back will be a massive, massive boost for the way that we play, He's and it shows that it shows that's why you know we spent that amount of money because that's how important he is to us. You know, he, yeah. he we play out from the back, and and he's one of the best players in the Premier League at playing out from the back. So uh, to have him back will be a big boost. But with Paul Torres, do you think you'll play alongside? Longley or Diego Carlos? I think it will be. I think the obvious thing to say is Carlos, but we know what Unai's like. He, he he can find a way. He'll put players in a position that they're not that specifically comfortable in. He'll he'll move them around. He'll he'll turn them into a different type of player. So I would say a left-footed and a right-footer is is. The ideal, I think that's what most fans yeah. prefer. Two left footers, I'm, I'm not really fussed with. I think if you have two left footers in central midfield, what's the difference to two left footed as a centre back partnership? Could he could he change it up and put someone at right back? Could he go 
Carlos at right back if if that's the profile that every Ezri Conser's got. So I think the, the big thing to say is that Conser and Cash are completely different right backs. Oh, completely and different. I think he was starting to favour Conser at right back. So if Conser's only out for three or four weeks, then maybe he sticks with Cash. If it's a bit longer, then he he might want to, you know, put put somebody else there that's similar to to Conser really. So. Uh, we'll find out on Sunday, but I think the obvious would be Perrin Carlos. You're going to find the Chelsea guy. I think Matty Cash, he was very exposed. He seemed to struggle. Yeah, I think, I think, like I said about the um, the two different types of fullbacks that they are, you know, we've, we've, so it's more he stays back and defends a little bit. He tucks inside, allows Moreno a little bit more freedom to go forward. Kamara will sometimes scream, but when he plays with Cash, he kind of likes Cash to go forward. Mm-hmm. And I think when we do that, we, we are left more exposed because it means that Kamara has to cover Cash more. Then that means yeah. Kamara's not in central midfield as much because he's kind of doing two roles. So I think... It's all, you know, Uno's all about control. He wants to control a 90-minute game of football. He wants Villa to dictate the play. The minute Villa start losing control, we look very, very vulnerable. And I think the two home games we've had against Newcastle and uh, Chelsea, we haven't had much control and we've looked really vulnerable. So it's about finding that balance of the whole team looking stronger, but sort of collectively be able to do the game plan that Uno wants to do. Yeah, because the Sheffield United guy, we were completely dominant, and we we really bossed possession. But I've seen like the last few performances, I think the sloppy passing. Yeah, we. I, th- I think we've just looked a bit stretched. Um, so we just need to work the ball better, keep control, uh, yeah. be brave on the ball as well. Um, and yeah, I think it'll all come together. I think the fact that we're playing Man United, you know, we've we've literally you don't need you don't the players don't need an incentive to go out and play that they know what's at stake. So um, yeah, I just think they're going to put in a a big one, hopefully, and we get the three points. You know, Emery, we 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 completely trust him. We got to trust that man. Yeah, he's a, he's a genius, and. Um, yeah, it, it, it's frustrating and, and sometimes it feels sometimes it feels a bit like sometimes you can't criticise, but I think some you know, I think when when you are reacting to individual games, you know, and, and you take the context of the bigger picture out of the way, I think um, you know, it's okay to be a little bit disappointed because we're we're you know, the owners have got massive ambitions for Villa to be, you know, competing with the top two teams in the league or the top four teams. And and with that, can't come sort of like resting on your laurels and just admiring how a season's going so far because it's not finished yet. I think I think you can look at the season as a whole when the season's finished and we can, you know, sort of say, you know, that was fantastic and stuff. But while the season's still on, I think Unai's a demanding manager. And I think the fans should be demanding as well because we want the best for this team. We want to push this team. We want to we want to keep pushing them. We don't want to just say, okay, we beat City, we beat Arsenal, that's okay. And then we lose to Chelsea or we lose to uh, Newcastle and just because we've been good at home doesn't mean you can't be disappointed, you know. We've got to keep pushing and keep expecting and, and try and raise the levels because... You know, not only do the owners and the Uno race, but we have to as well as a fan base. So I think it's important to, you know, just keep pushing the team and wanting them to get better and wanting the players to get better. And I think as a whole, as a collective, you know, Uno always talks about the connection with the fans and, you know, bringing the noise at Villa Park. I think this collective of, you know, pushing Villa further is a direction that we need to go in, really. With our football club, there's huge expectation. Uh, we want to keep get improving with Emery. Yeah, definitely. Because if if we don't, then like 
Uno probably won't be here. You know, we've got to, yeah. we 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 we've got to we've got to improve. We've got to get better. We've got to keep like striving. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you know, I, I I don't want I don't want this to be the best it gets. I don't, I don't want to just be like, oh, we got yeah. the Europa Conference League. We got, you know, we played well for a season. I want us to be. I want us to be way better than this. And it's a it's a journey that we're on of, um, you know. It, what we're on, but we, you know, we. I want more. I, I want. I want. I want a lot more because, you know, we're we're a great club with great history. We're, you know, I think the broader football fan will always look at Villa now and think, well, they're not. They're not Man United. They're not Liverpool. They're not. They're not Chelsea. They're not, they don't win yeah. Premier League titles. But back in the day, we were, and and I think we've got to strive to to be that club again that are, that are competing. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, exactly. uh, so yeah, I think we've got to just um, just keep keep pushing the team, pushing the team to be better. So Luke, I wanted to talk about uh, Ollie Watkins. I mean, he was excellent in his Sheffield United game. Would you say he was the man of the match in that game? Yeah, by by far, he, he was fantastic. He he was hold up was great. He, his vision was great. He was dragging the defenders left, right, and centre. He was, you know, his finish was brilliant, and he was the catalyst to that performance. Really, he ran Sheffield United ragged, and um, yeah, we we just need we we just need that performance, you know, all the time. You know, keep 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 working hard and. He's a great player. He's he's underrated, I think. Probably underrated in in some yeah. Villa fans' eyes as well, which is frustrating. Um, I think he's underrated in the Premier League. You know, eleven Premier League goals, ten assists. That record is absolutely outstanding. You know, if he gets twenty goals and fifteen assists this season, what season that is? You know, and he's he's a, he's a proper pro. He, he, there's no drama. The off-field stuffs. He's just a proper pro that that wants to succeed and wants to do well, and um, I absolutely love him. I think he's I think he's fantastic. Good on him, Watkins. For Aston Villa, oh, I don't think there's any better striker out there. Watkins is the best for Villa. Definitely, striker I think. Is. Yeah, I think he. You know, I think we 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 all we all want sort of like. A second striker, but who who is that second striker? You know, you, you you've got to think of with Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins is Villa's first choice striker. He he's the first name on the team sheet, probably along with Martinez, maybe. You know, and you're not going to get a player that's sort of worth 60, 70, 80 grand coming in at Villa because we got Ollie Watkins, so the next best thing you'd get is probably like a, like a younger player who would nurture and grow. And yeah, he's he, he's just so good, and he, he's he's grown as a player. And um, I, I think he's I think he's brilliant. Um, I think he's 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 off what he offers the team. He's great, um, and he, and he's a real driving force in this Villa attack. The Watkins. It's not only goals he scores. There's other attributes. He works so hard for the team. On the ball and off the ball as well. Yeah, he's 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 um he's an all round player for Villa's front line, isn't he? He can he can literally do anything. He can finish, he can peel off, he can assist, he can he can dribble, he can make runs in behind. So um He's got a lot, a lot of good attributes, and you know he's closing in on on a Bonlahor's record, which I really hope he gets. Um, I, I think he, he, de- I think he deserves it. I think the goals he scored in the, the the amount of time that he scored those goals are really good, and and yeah, yeah. I, I want him to stay for a very long time. He's I've got Watkins. He's got a very good chance. Getting in that Euro squad, definitely. Yeah, I think he has. Um, to a normal fan, he has. Don't know what Southgate would think, but uh, yeah. you know, I mean, 
you look at that record of what I've just said already so far, 10, 11 goals, 10 assists, you know, in the Premier League, who's the next best one that's English? Ollie Watkins. So um, he's the most informed English striker in the Premier League. Um, and yeah, I think he, he offers something totally different to what Kane does. And I think when, when I look at England, I think... Why, why would we want a like for like for Harry Kane? I think yeah. we, we want something a bit different. We want raw pace. We want we want somebody who can stretch defenses, especially as if that's the role that the second player is going to play. You know, if he, I mean, Kane's probably going to play every minute, but if he, if there's a player that's going to get ten minutes here and there, you want Ollie Watkins, I think. So um, yeah, I, I think he deserves it. But Southgate's mm-hmm. the manager, so. Um, He'd probably pick somebody else, won't he? He'd probably pick like Callum Wilson or someone like that. Yeah, he'd probably pick him. But yeah, I mean, Watkins is is on fire this season. So uh, you got to go with the form player, surely. So I know we mentioned Ezri Kopsa earlier. It's a shame that he's injured. But the other the other night, I did watch your tactical debrief. So you know, in the centre back. What are the advantages of playing a centre back at the right back? I think for for Uno, it's um, full full control. Basically, you know, we know that our left back Moreno goes forward, so <laughs> the three centre halves that we have will spread across the width of the eighteen yard box and allow Moreno to go forward. And it just gives us more control. You see, Man City doing it, so they'll have a centre-back that goes into central midfield. Villa do it a little bit differently where we just allow our left-back to go and bomb on a little bit further. So um, more control, uh, more structure, uh, gives us a better base. It it allows us not to be counted easily because we've still got three covering players. Consort at right-back also allows us to, you know, He's really good at 1v1 defending. So if he's up against a tricky winger, we know that Concer always wins his duels 1v1. Um, so the difference to Cash is Cash will go forward a little bit more. Cash will yeah. go more attacking. And then that will mean that Kamara has to sort of screen the, the, the defence a little bit more. Uh, but for me, you know, I, I was looking at Villa in pre-season and it looked like we were going to go with these three centre-halves and left back go forward. Ming's got injured and, and that was like, you know, a, a massive blow as well. But I just felt like that's the way Unai wanted to go this season. We saw last season with Ashley Young that Young was more defensive. He yeah. was preferring Ashley Young to cash last season. Um, so I just think, he, he, you know, he's a man that likes, he's like a chess player, Emery. You know, you watch Emery on the sidelines. He doesn't just sort of like, rant and rave and move around just for the sake of it. He's not a chess player. He's moving everybody around. He's making sure everybody's in the right position. So he's controlling everything. And, you know, I always say on my channel that once you've watched an Aston Villa game, ask yourself, have we controlled the game? And if we haven't controlled the game, then we haven't performed to Unai's level because Unai wants to control a 90-minute game. And if he can't, then we look stretched and we look, you know, all over the place, then we're not the right Aston Villa in that moment. And especially the last two home games, we we haven't been right. Um, And maybe that's to do with some of the injuries, but um, we need to get the control part right and then we'll be fine. Emery on Sunday, you might need to maybe make a slight tweak. Alteration, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I think so. I think I think Ramsey might come in, in into midfield instead of Tielemans. Um, I think he might do something like that. Uh, I think midfield needs just shoring up a little bit and just making sure that that's right as well because we know that they are going to play uh, balls over the top. They've, they've sort of exploited us twice now. They've done it. Uh, at Old Trafford last season and they've done it again this season. 
So we know that they've got Garnacho, Rashford, Hoyland. Those balls will be going over the top. So we've got to make sure. Yeah, we've got to make sure that we press well in midfield to stop those balls from going over the top. So midfield's really, really important on on Sunday. Yeah, because with the Chelsea guy in the midfield, we lost that battle. They're pressing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The their 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 press is one of their the, the big things that Pochettino does. He did it at Spurs, um, and we just couldn't really get to grips with it. We couldn't find space, and and we just looked a little bit just a little bit lost. Um, and I think every Villa fan could could see that that was watching the game. You know, it was it, we didn't have as much. Well, we didn't have as much control, did we? So we, we, we looked a little bit flaky. I'll tell you what annoying me. Lee Dixon's commentary. That was annoying to listen yeah. to. Yeah, I, I, thankfully I was at the game, so I didn't have to listen to it. But um, I've heard I've heard some of the stuff that he was saying in, in little clips that people have put out. And it's just that. It's just the bias, isn't it? The bias that some of these mm-hmm. pundits have to certain clubs, and you know, it 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 comes across quite quite rude at times. I think, and and I, and I just don't think it's it it's necessary, really. Um, you know how how rude it can come across. A lot of these like pundits, they don't like really the Midlands clubs to be doing well. Other than to the Manchester clubs, well, what they don't what they don't like is they don't like change. So they don't they don't like somebody sort of coming along and and sort of moving around pieces of their perfect, pretty jigsaw of sort of like the big six. So you know when when somebody comes in and starts gate crashing it, uh, they, they find it difficult because sometimes it exploits their lack of knowledge on a certain team as well. And I think because they don't watch Villa all the time or they're not aware of Villa, um, of what we're doing and how we play and, and the vibe of the actual club, they find it very difficult to uh, sort of connect with that club that they're talking about as well. So, um, yeah, it becomes quite like rude, I think, well, what to say, really. So we're going to talk about the shocking FA Cup exit. So what's your verdict from Wednesday's game? Um, frustrating. Uh, um, a little bit worrying of how we played in that game because it mirrored the Newcastle game, which, which again was a worry. But then you've got a 5-0 brilliant performance in the middle of it. So um, I think once we get Powell back, Luca Dean back, the defence looks more solid. Um, I think the team will start motoring again, hopefully. But yeah, disappointed. But, um, you know, we've got to try and remain positive now. I think with me in, in the Chelsea guy, at the word complacency comes to mind. I thought we got complacent. Yeah, I think I think there is that. I think that because we beat Sheffield five 0 I think we probably felt like, oh, we're back to normal now. We can just go out and just play. And and I, I just think there was a little bit of lack, a little bit of lack of intensity. But I just I I do felt I do feel like we're playing a little bit too narrow as well. That the formation four two two two, it's quite narrow. So when I said earlier about Ramsey coming back in. I think McGinn will go back on the right, Ramsey will be on the left, and they can be a little bit wider. Um, I think that will help quite a lot because when I was watching it, especially like the fullbacks of Chelsea were getting so much time on the ball, they were getting so many options, and we need to really cut that passing lane out, really. So, um, yeah, I think I think we'll be fine. Yeah, good thing in the guy. Oh, we were just second best. In Chelsea, with a better team. They're a lot better. Yeah, they, 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 they were. To be fair, they, they were they were the better team, and um, I think that was their best performance that they've had all season. So, 
you know, that teams tend to do that to us, don't they? Whenever someone needs a goal, play Villa and, and we'll give it you and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I think hopefully they're all fully aware now that they've they've really got to sort of bring the right levels. Mm-hmm. Good that guy. We didn't really do the bike six well. I mean, like, like keeping possession. There's a few sloppy passes. To be yeah, going for one. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And and um, it felt like when one of them was off it, they were, they, were, they were all off it, weren't they, really? Kamara was loose. Cash was loose. Telemans was struggling to, to get around the pitch a bit at times. McGinn was loose. Um, so you know we need we need them all to sort of sort of have sort of like seven out of ten performances again, really, because that's what we've been doing so well this season. But do you think the players? Do you think they were bothered about the FA Cup? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I, I I don't think I don't think any player goes on a pitch and's not and's not bothered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they've they've got a manager that's that's striving for excellence. So if there's a player that's not bothered, then that player won't be here for much longer. So um, yeah, I think he's he's you know he's he's striving for the for excellence. And um, unfortunately, there's a there was a couple of players off it. So um, you know they can't have too many more performances like that. Good what it is. There's no excuses. But I personally think it might be second half of the season syndrome. You remember last season? There was a few performances like that before we had that good winning run. Yeah, we 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 had the was it four? We had four like four losses in a row, didn't we? Um, but you know, if you're if you're a professional footballer and and you know. They'll say they don't look at the table, but I, I imagine they do because they've watched Sky Sports probably and stuff. You know, you're sitting five points off the top of the league. You know, what yeah. an opportunity you've got this season to get Champions League football. You're the underdogs. Nobody's expecting, nobody expected Villa to get there. Everybody's writing Villa off. You know, even on Sunday, most pundits will think Man United can probably win. Um, so we've just got to harness that really and, and 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 take this opportunity. You know, every player in that Villa squad will say that they want to play in the Champions League. And and for years gone by, they've had to think of leaving Aston Villa to go and do that. Whereas now yeah. there's an opportunity to do that here. So, you know, they've really got to focus now and, and come together. Like 15 Premier League games mm-hmm. to go. That's not a lot of games at all. You know, if we if we win nine of those games, we'd get Champions League football easy yeah. with some with some draws in there. So yeah. you know we, we we haven't got to sort of you know go on a massive massive run here. We've just got to maintain a, a bit of consistency and and like I say, beating Man United, you go eleven points clear of sixth place. You you've you're nearly there. Think of it top four. That has to be the priority. But whenever we lost their nail, we come so close. We can't afford to throw it away. No. Um, and it's not only what it brings on the pitch, it's what it brings off the pitch. You know, Aston Villa are a team that are, like I said earlier, striving to to be competing with the big teams in the league. And unfortunately, at the minute, our revenue is sort of day and night between the teams that are that are above us. So by getting Champions League football, it, it opens more revenue doors for us to for us to go through. So, um, you know, I know a lot of Villa fans want to win a trophy and stuff, uh, but... Getting the Champions League is is crucial for this football club moving forward. Good, I think Champions League it puts you there in the elite category, and also shirt sales. Shirt sales have definitely increased. 
all the revenue, not extra revenue, then. Yeah, more games, bigger clubs coming to Villa Park, better sponsorship deals. You know, so we've just got Adidas as our as our manufacturer for our kits. Um, you I know, and you get a nice you get a nice sponsor on the front, and yeah. so it's just it's just massive, really. Um, you know, we we need more money coming in, and you know, if you if if Villa are trying to compete and sign players and that players linked with a move to a Champions League team, where's he going to go? He's going to go to the Champions League team. So, you know, he, he, yeah, you get better players. Um, so I think it, it, it's just huge, really. Uh, football's evolved. Like back in the day, it was it was all about winning trophies and it was all about, you know, yeah, playing in Europe and, and stuff like that. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, most people won't like me saying this, but it's all about money now. You know, you've you've got to bring in vast amount of money to compete, and with FFP and profit and sustainability, you can't just keep spending and spending and spending. And so Villa have got to increase what we what we turn over to be able to compete at a higher level. And and the Champions League does that. You know, if Villa won the FA Cup this season but didn't qualify for the Champions League. We, we we the club is better off competing in the and getting into the Champions League as opposed to winning the FA Cup in the long term. You know, for for, for everybody's personal, you know, memories of winning a trophy, that's amazing. But yeah. it it wouldn't bring what Champions League football can bring for Villa, and and I think it's a shame that 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 that's the case. But it's the reality of of where football is now, and um. It's just the direction that it's gone, and and you know we've got to get on that direction pretty quickly. Well, I think we've definitely got a chance of finishing top four. Yeah, me too. We've got to just beat Man United, and we'll get top four. I think. Well, I'm talking about Man United, so I'm going to do the preview about Man United. So, what do you expect on Sunday? I expect the crowd to be well up for it, loud, noisy, hostile. It hasn't been that for a few games. Um, I expect Villa to put in a big, big performance, press well, um, take our chances. Yeah, really high intensity. Take the game to them. Don't sit off them. Make it very, very difficult for them. That they're, they're they're in form, they're playing well. But mm-hmm. if you put it on Man United, then they stru- they, they they struggle. And, and I think we've just got to take it to them um, and just overwhelm them, basically. Yeah, well, Luke, I think the first goal is going to be important. If we score a first goal, we've got a chance to win that game. I think. Yeah, first goal's key. You know, the the atmosphere changes, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, I want I just want a real high intensity professional performance, uh, an Unai masterclass. You can think of this game on Sunday. If we can get through the first 15, 20 minutes without conceding as well. Yeah, and uh, the goals at the minute seem to be coming in in double spells, um, which is frustrating as well. So we've got to just um, stop that from happening as well. And on Sunday as well, it's a good opportunity to get revenge on them after what they did to us on Boxing Day. I couldn't believe we lost that game. Yeah, we, we were... We were doing well, um, and it was just well, we just crumbled a bit, didn't we? We, we uh, crumbled. So uh, yeah, we 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 owe we owe them one. I think we're Man United as well. We have to be careful. We've got Nacho, Marcus Rashford, and Hoyland. We've got to defend a lot better. Yeah, well, we've kind of had two warm-up games for this now. We've we've had um, oh, we've had uh, Anthony Gordon against 
and Isaac, you know, running riot. Um, we've had um, Cole Palmer um, and the Chelsea players doing the same. Jackson sort of running through and, you know, causing chaos, balls over the top, stretching or so. Um, you know, we know what's coming. We know where their threat's coming from. We know what they're going to do. Ball over the top, pacey. So we've just got to make sure we, we, we cut that out. Yeah, go think of this guy. We can't afford to have a casual approach. We have to be we have to be at our best, definitely. Yeah, I think I think Oon I won't allow anything other than that for this game. Because what I like about Emery is every time we do lose, we seem to always come back with a reaction. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's that's a good good trait to have, really. So um it, it, it's what you want. There's, there's not really been any bad losing spec, like losing runs this season. Well, we've had that quite a lot in the past. We need to be ruthless, ruthless in front of goal, take our chances. Yeah, it's spot on, spot on. We need to just cause a bit of chaos. So, Luke, I want to talk about so, Man United. How do you think they'll set up tactically against us? Um, I think it'll be their normal 4-3-3. I think you'll have Maino and Casemiro. Um, one big blow for them is Martinez is out. So, you know, it's probably going to be Varane that comes back in and partners Maguire. Um, both of those, I mean, you know, both of those will not want a, a DRB or a Watkins running round them or anywhere near them or a Bailey. Um, so those can be exploited. Um, you've got Manu Casemiro in the middle. Then, then you've got Bruno Fernandez as the three. And then you'll have Rashford on the left. You'll have Garnacho on the right and Hoyland up top. So, you know, if you win that midfield battle, stop the ball going to their wide players uh, and try and shut down Fernandez a little bit, then, then you, you can overpower them. They get overrun quite a lot. Uh, there's a, a lot of chances that get created against them. Um, so, yeah, we just if we turn up, I think we'll win this game. That's it. I think in Man United, they'll try and exploit, exploit the high line. Do you think they will? Um... No, I'm going to say no, not on this occasion. Yeah, I think that's that. what they'll try to do. But I think our, I think our midfield's going to be on it. I think if Powell's back, then the defensive line looks stronger. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the fact that we know what's coming is is better for Villa. Good times as well. He always starts off the attacking moves. Yeah, he, he's he's just he's he's, he's class. He's, he's he's absolutely brilliant. Um, like I said earlier, I think he's the best ball playing or one of the best ball playing centre halves in the Premier League. And he's been a big blow that we haven't had him. Um, you know, he, some people will look at it and say, you know, it's if you if you missed Watkins, we'd, we'd be in big trouble. But you know, it, it's a big that we've been without power. So having him back is going to be like a real welcome return, hopefully. When he's got the ball at his feet, he's poetic. Yeah, he's he's unreal. He's just so creative and confident and just silky, just silky with the ball at his feet. So, uh, what lineup do you expect Emery will choose in this game? Will be the game plan? I think he'll go. Martinez, Cash, Carlos, Pau, Moreno, Kamara, Luis, Ramsey, McGinn, Bailey, and Watkins. Um, and I think we'll want our midfield four to be a lot stronger, a lot more energy. McGinn back on the right, I'd like to say. Uh, I think he's been on the left recently, so back on the right. Uh, Ramsey, progressive carries. Watkins running riot. A Bailey just putting in a, a Bailey performance. Yeah, all we're going to do is, well, I mean, start to the front foot 
and I think we have to uh, keep possession, move the ball quickly. Yeah, I think that's what we'll look to do. We'll look to just play our, play our game plan. Um, I think Morgan Rogers might make an appearance as well. I think he, I think he'll come off the bench, um, and uh, be good to see him at home. Uh, I think mean, we get an early goal as well. We need to lift the crowd. We need the, the crowd to have something to feed off. Yeah, that that they definitely need to be the twelfth man against Man United. So we're going to talk about the Manchester. United manager, Eric Ten Hag. What are your thoughts on him this season? I think he, I think he struggled quite a bit. Um, I think he struggled to get his philosophy across, his his identity. Um, they've come into form recently. Um, I think he's an okay manager. Um, He's okay, but um, yeah, I I expected him now to be in his second season to be starting to show a little bit more about what his style. You know, I I, I love football tactics, but I couldn't really tell you what Man United try and do, what their style is, what their philosophy is, because I I struggle to see it when I watch them. You know, against West Ham, they got absolutely battered and won three nil. You know, I just don't understand how, how they get some of these results. So, I think that's the weird thing about when you face them is that they just they can win two or three nil and they've played rubbish. So, um, yeah, he's okay, uh, but yeah, he's not one of my favourite managers. Did you think it's a good season? Eric Tom Hogg did quite well, but this season is a complete opposite. Yeah, he's really struggled to get any any rhythm, really. Um, you know, they went out of the Champions League uh, and they've only now started to to pick up a little bit of form. So, we've got to beat them. We've got to keep 11 points distance from them because if it, if it gets closer, then, you know, they've got the experience of, of getting into the Champions League and we haven't. So, it's important that we win. Could I get a lot of joy out of beating Manchester United? I always enjoy when we do get a win. It doesn't really happen yeah. that often. No, it doesn't. It hasn't happened for many, many years, has it? I think when Emery came in, his first ever game, we beat him. It's and It was the first winning, first winning 20 years. So, uh, yeah, hopefully Emery's got the plan for us at home against them. Then they could just go a drink. Okay. Well, they could talk about the last talking point. So, over the years, what are your memories from Aston Villa versus Man United at Villa Park? Um, not very, <laughs> not many good ones. Um, oh, a lot, a lot, a lot of defeat. Um, yeah, not many victories. I mean, not. You know, I'd, I, the first ever time I've ever seen us beat Man United was last season, so that's the only one that I can, I can I can talk to you about, really. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So hopefully, it's the start of us keep beating them, really. Because I, I can't really talk to you much more about it, really. Come <laughs> before the not the Emery first game being charged is more of the nineties then. Look at yeah. the nineties we beat them then. Yeah, definitely. So it's been a long time, I and mean, I was probably only like, well, like ninety nine. I'd have been ten. So you, you can't really remember football like like you do now when you when you're that young, can you? So uh, yeah, yeah. All my friends at school used to be like Man United fans. It used to be a nightmare. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really like Man United just because of that, really. So um, yeah, so. Just hopefully we can win. We're looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, it's a couple of disappointing results, but we've got to remain positive and, and just believe in the team. 
Well, Luke, just to finish, I'm going to pick out a few comments. Give me a minute. Let's have a little look of some of your comments. Go on a minute. Let's have a little look. We've got quite a few tonight. Thank you, everyone, for your great comments. So we do really click on you click on it, yeah. If you get, are we gonna a little bit down? We, yeah, that one. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan McCowan. Yeah, Ryan. Thank you for tuning in, mate. Do have a little look at some other ones. Yeah. Yeah, Villa Rich. Great pod, guys. I really appreciate your feedback. Have a look at oh, yeah, if we have a look at some of them, we go down again. Look at some other ones. Uh, Kev Mimsy Mimak. Two of my five Villa podcasters. Get up the Villa. Let's hope we smash Man United. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and Uncle John, John Blevin said, spot on, Luke. It's early days. Uno is still building, learning the English Premier League. Yep, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, John Blevins again. Yes, Chad. Oli is so good. Work he does for the team is awesome. His work rate's incredible. All right, then. Yeah. Well, I'll start to wrap this episode up. Thank you, everyone, for watching. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give this video a like. And remember to share and subscribe to my channel. Remember to make sure. To get your post notifications turned on so you don't miss out on any new content. You click brand. And also let me know your thoughts in the comments section. Thank you so much, Luke, for your time. Yeah, it's been great coming on again. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. So we'll get you on our channel next and uh yeah, thank you. Keep up, keep up the good work. Really appreciate it, Lou. Uh, up the villa, everybody. Up the villa. Okay.